Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hi. I'm Dr. Caroline Leaf, and you're listening to my podcast, Cleaning Up the Mental Mess, where I share scientific and simple tips and strategies to help you clean up your mind and life. In today's podcast, I interview someone I've long admired and respected, the founder of Bulletproof Coffee and New York Times bestselling author, Dave Asprey. In this episode, we discuss how coffee is amazing for your brain, what biohacking is and how to do it safely, affordable options for biohacking, and how to navigate all the different rules and trends in the wellness world. We also discuss Dave's new book on fasting, how to fast correctly, and how fasting and the idea of going without puts your body in a state of good stress, which is amazing for your mental health. Dave also debunks some common and dangerous fasting myths and more. Before we begin, I want to remind you that you can now pre-order my new book, Cleaning Up Your Mental Mess which will be out soon, March 2nd. When you pre-order your copy, you'll get access to amazing bonus content like exclusive chapters and a book club with me. Just go to cleaningupyourmentalmess.com to order and for international buying options. That's cleaningupyourmentalmess.com. The link will also be in the show notes. Now, on to today's episode. Dave Asprey, oh, I am so excited to interview you. This uh, this is a highlight for me. You're absolutely brilliant. I've followed you for years. Bulletproof coffee is my go-to drink, and I'm so happy someone else loves coffee as much as I do. And not only that, you're just outstanding the work that you're doing and how you're contributing to the wellness industry in so many ways and just helping us to recognize the power that we have within us as humans. Your story is amazing. Thank you so much for joining me today. I, I'm really honored, Caroline. The fact that you're you're drinking the coffee and and you're you even follow my work, uh, given your incredible accomplishments, I, it's really an honor. So thank you. Oh, thank you. I'm I'm really honored. Well, just tell us a little bit for those people that everyone knows you, but who people that don't, just tell us a little bit about yourself. Sure. And tell us what's not in your bio. Tell us something interesting. Well, everything you do is interesting, but you know. When I was somewhere around 10 years old, I woke up with a vampire bat feeding on my neck. And to date, I'm the only person ever to have been bitten by a vampire bat while in the United wow. States. There, no one knows that. Wow, that is, <laughs> I love it. That's fantastic. <laughs> I love that part. Okay, so Dave, tell us a little bit more about your companies and what you do, sure. big picture. I know there's a million things, but I love that fact. That was fascinating. I... Used to weigh 300 pounds, and I was a Silicon Valley computer hacker, the, the stereotypical you know, overweight, drinking you know, soda kind of person. And I had Asperger's syndrome. 
and realized that the doctor's advice on how to lose weight didn't work. And I really got desperate because my brain was not working. Before I was 30, I had a lot of things. In fact, they said chronic fatigue syndrome. And I had prediabetes. And I had high risk of stroke and heart attack. And these are all on labs. And I'm like, but I thought I was doing everything right. I'm exercising, low fat, low calorie. Like, what's going on? And I just decided I was going to have to figure out how to hack my biology because figured if I can do this with computers and the doctors aren't going to help me. Yeah. And, and it set me off on a on a quest. So I learned meditation from the masters in Tibet and went to South America and talked with shamans. And I did a huge amount of research on biology and agriculture and came up with the Bulletproof Diet and Bulletproof Coffee. And along the way, I started a neuroscience company that spends five or people spend five days doing brain upgrades. It's called 40 Years of Zen which is a lot of trauma release and a lot of rewiring networks in the brain. I've started True Dark, a company that makes the semi-blue blockers that I'm wearing because blue blockers are actually not that good for you during the day. And a bunch of other companies, a large podcast, Top 100, and a few New York Times bestsellers, but I'm nowhere near as prolific as you, so I'm working on it. Oh my gosh, I'm just listening to that and I'm going, wow. Okay, so I mean, that you just throw that out there like it's just so minor accomplishments, that's major, so... Congratulations and thank you for what you what you bring to the world because it's so valuable. It really is and it's so helpful. Dave, before we dive into a new book, and I'm really, really looking forward to talking about this new book of yours, you are the inventor of the bulletproof. And you basically it, it's famous. I mean, it's amazing. It's one of my favorite go-to drinks and coffee runs in my blood. I don't think I have blood, I have coffee. And you're a you're a fantastic, you know, you like believe in coffee too. So can you talk about the benefits, what it is and the benefits? Yes. And so many people think coffee's bad, but it's so good for our brain. Well, if you were to take the name of any neurodegenerative or other kind of disease and type it and coffee into your favorite search engine, which hopefully isn't Google because Google doesn't give you good search results about health anymore. They they changed. So wow. I recommend DuckDuckGo is a better one to use. Okay. But search, and you're going to find all sorts of medical studies saying, wow, coffee makes you younger. Coffee reduces odds of dying from all causes. Coffee, and then they talk about cardiovascular and brain and Alzheimer's. So just black coffee is way more of a superfood than kale will ever be. And so for that reason, coffee is no more of a vice than water. Just don't drink mm -hmm. it before bed and it's good for you. And bulletproof coffee is a different animal because when you drink coffee and then you get jittery or angry or you get cravings afterwards, it's not the coffee, it's how the coffee was processed mm -hmm. because mold toxins will grow in the coffee and they are limited in South Africa, they're limited in China, they're limited, in fact, in all of Europe and Japan, but not in the US and Canada. So then people who can't sell their coffee with just parts per million of very strong toxins, they'll send it to the US, we drink it, and we get cranky. So I quit coffee mm -hmm. for five years because it made me angry. Finally, I said, all right, I'm making coffee that's lab tested, that's free of these toxins. And that's the Bulletproof Beans. And to make it, you brew the coffee, you add grass-fed butter, just a little bit's fine, and you add something called MCT oil, which is something that was unknown largely and something that I popularized. And MCT oil, my company calls Brain Octane, is a source of energy specifically for neurons in the brain. They're so energy hungry mm. and they can eat glucose, blood sugar, like they normally do. But if you give them access to these things called ketones, they go crazy and you get this state of clarity and it turns off your hunger. So mm. people have been using that for about 10 years since I came up with it. Mm. And the spark for it was having yak butter tea on Mount Kailash in remote Western Tibet. Wow. 
I was learning meditation from monks and, and a little Tibetan woman gave me some of this weird drink and I just felt so good. I came back and experimented to create that effect wow. and even funded research on why it works. So it's real. People lost a million pounds on the Bulletproof diet. And at this point, there aren't a lot of skeptics. There are people who say it can't work, therefore it doesn't. But those are usually people who have a lot of weight to lose. That's such a great story. And it's just given me a good excuse as soon as we finish this interview to go and have another Bulletproof coffee. And I swear <laughs> by it. I'm Honestly, I swear by the, the coffee. It's, it's, it, it's just the, the where you feel so great when you put the MCT oil in the butter. Yeah. And it just transforms. Coffee's already great, but I mean, it just transforms. And the benefits for mental health. I mean, can you talk about that for a moment? Yes. Coffee reduces depression. <laughs> it actually Thank does. Thank you for saying that, Dave. I've said it so many now, times. This is not I'm my so coffee specifically. My coffee doesn't do anything special because only drugs can reduce depression, as we all know, depending on what regulatory regime you live under. But all coffee <laughs> in general in studies can reduce depression. And of course, you know, you should see a health professional if you're depressed. Absolutely. Fantastic. Okay. So what do you say when people tell you coffee's bad for you? Well, I I like to say, well, what would you say if there was something that if you do it every day, you feel really good. And when you stop doing it, you feel worse. What is that? Mm. And, and they do, hmm. well, I'm talking about exercise. I wasn't talking about coffee, right? And coffee actually has some similar effects on the body that exercise does. So when people say it's bad for you, I'm like, where did you get that? And then they say, exactly. oh, it stunts, it stunts your growth. Yeah. In, the, in 1950, a company selling a coffee replacement made out of burned grains, which are really bad for you, spread a rumor by hiring an actor in a white lab coat to say that. But no, the evidence is quite strong that coffee is, is good for you. But coffee after 2 p.m., it's probably going to give you lower quality sleep, which is not good for you. The evidence is very strong. Up to five cups of coffee a day has increasing levels of benefits for reducing all-cause mortality and many of the diseases of aging. And it tastes Absolutely. good. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, that's a great, you can argue with what you've just said. Perfect. You are very well known and very much into biohacking. Can you just talk about it? What is a biohacker? Sure. How does it work? What's too much? What's too little? I, I spent years running an anti-aging nonprofit group that was four minutes from Google's headquarters in Silicon Valley. Oh. And I could never get anyone under 60 to show up. Wow. But I just thought, well, wait a minute. How do I bring together bodybuilders, mm. astronauts, neurologists, neuroscientists, and anti-aging doctors, and functional medicine? How do we get all those people to talk? There isn't a word for this. So mm. I came up with the concept of biohacking, gave it a name, did not trademark the name, and built a conference that's been thriving for eight years now. And the definition mm. that I wrote was the art and science of changing the environment around you and inside of you so that you have full control of your own biology. And that's because our, our brains, our minds, our genetics respond to the world around us. And that's why I'm wearing these glasses, because I'm telling my brain, hey, there's less blue light than there actually is. I'm changing my environment so my brain mm. will do what I want, which is be focused. And suddenly, that's a uniting element that allows someone to say, I want to get swole, I want to be a bodybuilder. With, say, someone who's, you know what, I just want to be a good mom for my kids, but I have a really hard job and a two-hour commute, and I don't want to be tired when I get home. There's different types of control. Mm. Like, I want to deal with my trauma. I want to get better. And I want to, you know, focus. I want to write. I want to dance. Whatever it is, it's control. Would my body and my mind just do what I want instead of doing what they want? Because I didn't have mm. that when I was young. Brilliant. I love, I love that. You know, Dave, as you know, I'm in the field of mind and brain. And, and that's like the biggest thing I tell people is your mind 
well, is the first cause. It's like if you want to look at matter and you talk physics language, yeah. it's the first cause. And you have to get your mind right. So you, you've actually helped people to recognize the, the importance of the epigenetic, epigenetic environment and yes. taken, made something and you've made it very accessible. What about, is there a danger in that too much, too little? How do we keep this balance? How do people navigate this world of biohacking? Because there's so many with the wellness industry, there's, you know, there's, you know what, you know what I'm talking about? There's like, this is the only way and this is the only way. And I fell for that. When I did that, you know, oh, all I have to do is exercise more and eat less. And then I'll lose weight. And after 18 months of working out six days a week for an hour and a half a day, I looked down and my pants were still a size 46 and I still weighed 300 pounds. And I went to the fast food restaurant with my friends and I had the chicken salad with no chicken and no dressing. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, I must be eating. With no chicken and no dressing. I'm sorry. I had to comment on that. <laughs> That's all right. But I mean, I was really doing this and I looked down and I thought, maybe I'm just having too much lettuce. And then- like, but my thin friends who don't work out are all eating, you know, double cheeseburgers. Like something isn't working. Mm. So here's how to navigate. You actually measure your results. And if mm. something is supposed to work and it doesn't actually work, do something else. And That's it's amazing excellent. what happens there. And what I've discovered and what I, I think is, is so important on my own personal development journey that involves you know, neurofeedback and meditating around the world and, and all kinds of practices, whatever I can think of that might work. It's that if you have more energy, personal development and healing the brain and changing your thoughts, changing your emotions, being less reactive, all of that's easier when the raw power in your cells is higher. Mm, totally and agree. For me, Bulletproof Coffee, and I'm not trying to sell that. The company's raised $80 million. It's a large company. This won't change my situation at all. I'm just talking about what works. It, it's that if you can do that, or you can learn intermittent fasting, which is another way to increase power in the brain, that power can go right into a neurocycle. It can go right into anything that you want to do. And one of the studies that I came across in my book on fasting that's just coming out now called Fast This Way is that for the average person, 15% or more of the thoughts in their head are about what's for their next meal. Mm -hmm. And if you can biologically turn off hunger so you don't think about food, you have 15% more thoughts available for you to do good things in the world or for yourself. Mm, and so, and so I'm in this mission against hunger because you can skip meals without being hungry if you know the tricks. Mm, okay, so let's dive straight into, you have a great explanation for the difference between hunger and craving, and then just carry on from where you ended off there, because it's brilliant. Because you, you made a heavy statement there that you, if you know the tricks, you can actually help people. When I was younger, when I was overweight, I thought a craving was hunger, because I'd never experienced hunger without mm. a craving. And cravings are when if I don't eat, I'm going to die, is your narrative. Like, I am starving. And you'll say, I'm starving. I don't say I'm starving anymore. I can say, I'm hungry. But there's a difference. Mm. I've ended meetings in, during my career. I said, guys, it's 11.45. I know lunch is in 15 minutes, but I cannot function anymore. I have to go eat right now. And I felt that that was true at the time. And it wasn't. This was my internal programming. And mm. now I live in a world where I don't, experience cravings ever unless I do something that causes them. And mm. in Fastest Way, I teach people, look, there's a bunch of things that you're probably eating every day that cause cravings. 
So it's very hard if someone sets a cookie in front of you and you've already triggered a craving. You're going to look at the cookie and it's going to look back at you and it's going to say, eat me. Mm-hmm. And you're going to say no. And then it's going to say, eat me. And you're going to say no. And eventually it's like a two-year-old harassing you. And then you say, okay, I'll just eat half. Right. And then after you have to go, I'll just eat the other half because I already, already failed. And then you look at yourself and go, what's wrong with me? Why didn't I do that? And the answer is nothing's wrong with you. It's that we're wired to do this. But when you understand your wiring and you understand how to turn off hunger hormones and how to avoid triggering them, suddenly someone puts the cookie in front of you. And instead of constantly thinking about it and burning your willpower out, you just look at it and go, I actually don't want to eat. And you're done. And it's just silence after that. That's the power of learning how to do just basic intermittent fasting. And there's three things that are missing from the world of fasting that I want to teach people. Is one of your 2021 New Year's goals to eat healthier? Well, Let me tell you something, this goal won't be attainable or sustainable unless you like what you eat and it's convenient. That's why I love Kettle and Fire Bone Broth and highly recommend it if you are looking for delicious and nutritious meals that also happen to be super convenient and fit into a busy lifestyle. Bone Broth is high in protein, collagen and amino acids, making a perfect option for when you're looking for something quick, filling and healthy. Bone Broth is also great to assist with intermittent fasting. My personal favorite is Kettle and Fire's Beef Bone Broth. It's delicious bone broth made from high-quality ingredients like 100% grass-fed and finished bones, but no added preservatives or artificial flavors. Honestly, some of the flavors will blow your mind. I'm talking turmeric ginger, mushroom chicken, so good. Check them out at kettleandfire.com forward slash drleaf and use the code drleaf to save 20% off and get free shipping. The link and offer details will be in the show notes. Okay, so teach us. So you, okay. your book, I'm just going to say the name of the book, Fast This Way, Burn Fat, Heal Inflammation, and Eat Like a High-Performing Human You Were Meant to Be. I love it. What are the key tenets? How does it work? Because everyone's saying, okay, how do you do it? What's the key? Well, you've done so much clinical research, and when people tested fasting on mice, they gave the mice water. And so there's a type of... of belief system around fasting says you can only have water when you fast. And Mm. that is mostly because mice don't have espresso machines. (laughs) I love it. Mice don't have espresso machines. (laughs) So they, there are people who are saying, I'm just going to muscle through a fast. And that's fine if you're some kind of health influencer and you don't Mm -hmm. have a family and you don't have demands on you and you're just going to, you know, sit there and relax. Right. But for a lot of people, we actually have a life. Yeah, we want the metabolic benefits, we want the aging benefits, we want the brain mm. benefits of fasting, but there's already enough of a load on us. So there's three things that are magic for this. The first one is, you're going to love this, it's black coffee. Mm. And fantastic. A, a new study came out from the University of California at San Diego, and they showed the amount of caffeine in two small cups of coffee actually doubles the production of ketone bodies. That's phenomenal. Most people have heard of ketosis, the keto diet and things like Mm -hmm. that. But in in the entire history of humans, even with spiritual practices, you had to fast for two or three days. 
in order to turn on the production of fat burning. So these precious ketones could get mm-hmm. into your brain. And when your neurons get ketones, they dance, they, they work better. So that's why you fast for clarity. Well, if caffeine can double ketones, that's pretty interesting because the side effect mm. of ketones is that when they go up, they drop a hunger hormone called ghrelin. So if you have less ghrelin because you had more ketones, you care less about food. And another hunger hormone, this one actually drives satiety or fullness, is called CCK or cholecystokinin. But just remember, it's the Calvin Klein hormone. There you go. It's easy. (laughs) That one makes you feel full. And so if you get your ketone levels up a little bit, all of a sudden, wow, I'm actually not hungry, but I didn't have breakfast. And then, so that's the first hack. So fasting with coffee or tea, but especially coffee, always works better as long as there's no sugar, no creamers, Mm -hmm. no Mm -hmm. artificial sweeteners, no Mm -hmm. protein. It's just black coffee. Mm -hmm. Or you go to step two, which is bulletproof coffee. This is toxin-free coffee, because it Mm -hmm. causes less cravings, plus grass-fed butter, plus MCT oil. You blend it up, tastes like a latte, but the MCT oil, the kind that I recommend, which is, there's many different kinds of MCT oil. This is called C8. It's the shortest chain, medium chain triglyceride, if you're Mm -hmm. technically inclined. And this one is shown in studies to quadruple ketone production. Wow. So now you've, you've got a level of ketones of someone who might've been fasting for two days and you wow. did it for breakfast instead oh of breakfast. Oh my gosh. I love that. That's a serious biohack. It is. And people say, but you had calories. You can't be fasting. And this is a dogmatic belief system because what fasting really is, is fasting is just going without. It's teaching yourself to feel mm-hmm. safe going without something. And it turns out when you go without sugar and carbs and you go without protein, the metabolic pathways that benefit you for fasting stay turned on and coffee accelerates them. So this Mm -hmm. is a way to not feel hungry and to not crash, you know, have a blood sugar crash and just not Mm -hmm. feel bad in the middle of your day. So now you're at high energy output as if you've been fasting for two days within a half hour of drinking your bulletproof coffee. You don't have to do this when you're fasting. It's not a requirement. But especially if you're just getting started, if you have some weight to lose, this is a way to not suffer and to have more brain energy, which is what I want, is what everybody wants. Exactly. It's incredible. That's incredible. The third fasting hack is one that has never been written about in any fasting book out there. And I just have to diverge a bit. Writing a fasting book is really easy. Step one, don't eat for a while. Step two, here's a bunch of science that says it's good for you because there's a bunch. Okay? Yeah, there is. That's there not is. this book. <laughs> no, 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 it's not. This book is amazing. Thank you. What's happening with the third hack is called prebiotic fiber. And this is a type of fiber that you can't digest, but your mm-hmm. gut bacteria that largely control many of the neurotransmitters in your brain and your energy levels, they can digest it. So you feed the good bacteria, but you don't feed yourself. And this prebiotic fiber, in addition to in dozens of studies making you live longer, it's also shown to suppress hunger. So when someone's That's just brilliant. getting started, oh, thank you. Uh, when someone's just getting started, you okay, black coffee, a little bit of grass-fed butter. It doesn't work if you use the normal, even organic butter. If the cows don't eat grass, they don't make the right fats, yeah. and it doesn't work. Mm-hmm. And you add the MCT oil, you blend it. C8, and then, MCT oil. C8. That's good. And they, and they can find that in, they just got to look. 
Mean, you can look online. Um, Bulletproof Brain Octane is the one that I, I manufacture, and I'm not here to sell my stuff. There are no, other brands. Mine is, my, yeah, thank you. It's the based. It's mine is triple distilled, made in the U.S. only from coconuts. Like I did all the little processing steps right because I really believe it matters. Yeah, you know what you're doing. Scale. Thank you. And you do that, and you add two scoops of prebiotic fiber. There are many brands of that as well. The one I make is called Inner Fuel, and things like acacia gum are in it, and other things that that don't raise your blood sugar. And so, as long as when you're fasting, you don't drive your blood sugar up, and you don't eat any protein, because protein changes levels of something called mTOR in the body and it turns off the benefits of fasting. But when you do that, you totally feel different. And I am, for instance, right now on about hour 52 of a fast. Wow. So I haven't eaten in two days and changed. I had lunch a couple of days ago, basically. Wow. I've been, this is my fourth interview of the day. My brain is totally on. Mm-hmm. And yesterday I had some bulletproof coffee, which got me through the first two days. And today, it, anyone who's fasted for a couple of days, you're just mm-hmm. not hungry on the third day anyway. Mm-hmm. So I did have black coffee though. So I'm using my fasting hacks. And why am I doing that? Well, I don't have weight to lose. I'm doing that because it makes you younger. No one knows that I'm 87 years old. Well, not really. I'm, I'm actually 48. But the idea that fasting does make you live longer is very yeah. well established. And most people think that fasting is a, a form of, of self-deprivation and it's, it's miserable. Mm. I used to believe that because we've been told since we were kids, yeah. eat six or eight meals a day, otherwise you'll go into starvation mode and then you'll store fat, which is absurd on its face. Absurd. Mm-hmm. Starvation mode happens after about oh, 90 days. Yeah. Well, th- three weeks you start eating your muscles and stuff like yeah. that, but most people can go 90 days before they yeah. literally starve to death. You'll die of sleep deprivation in probably about two weeks, maybe 17 days. So sleep is actually way more urgent than eating a lot. Wow. So it's, it's not a clear and present danger, but it feels like one, which is why mm. people kind of recoil. And the big message in Fast This Way is, well, if fasting is just going without, you don't have to just have water. You can go without the stuff that interferes with your metabolism, mm. and then you can keep going about your day. And to understand mm. this, I realized as I was working on, you know, my own trauma, my own personal development, mm-hmm. that I was actually afraid of being alone. And it, it's a it's a common fear. And, you know, yeah. it drives you drives you to into relationships that, you know, you maybe should leave because they aren't that good for you. But it's better yeah. to have a bad relationship than no relationship, because what would you do? So as I realized mistakes I made as I kind of walked through those steps that you talk about in your new book, The Neurocycle. Like, oh, I'm, I'm aware I have this feeling. What am I going to do? I also knew that I was afraid of being hungry because there's two mm. things. As a 300 pounder, there's the starvation mode fear. Mm-hmm. But also, I know that I'm capable of being hypoglybitchy. <laughs> I love that hypoglybitchy. It's a real thing. Anyone who's been heavy knows this. And you act yeah. like a jerk. And I don't want to be mean. But then yeah. when I'm really hungry and I have these intense cravings, I don't have enough energy to manage my emotions right. Mm. And then I say stuff I wish I didn't say, and I'm not nice the way I want to be. Mm-hmm. So I knew I was afraid of acting like a jerk. I was afraid of starving and I was afraid of being alone. So I hired a shaman to drop me off in the desert in a cave for four days with no food wow. and no people for 10 miles in any direction. And I tell the story of this throughout the book, like what's going on biologically, what's going on emotionally, what's going on in my mind, what's going on in my brain, what's going on even spiritually. And, and there's two sides to fasting. There's, mm-hmm. I want the metabolic benefits because I want to 
have the body weight that I want because mm -hmm. I want my metabolism to work because I don't mm -hmm. want to get old because I want my brain to work. Mm -hmm. And then there's another side. I'm going to fast because I want to achieve a new state because I want spiritual awareness because I mm -hmm. want to grow as a human. They're different and they don't have to always go at the same time because sometimes- it's so good. You have meetings, you have kids, you know, yeah. you have all kinds of stuff. You're not going to do personal development, but you still don't want all of these problems that come from eating all the time. I wanted yeah. freedom during the week. And then on weekends, yeah. if I have time, I'll do my personal development, or maybe I just yeah. won't. And it's okay. That's so good. That's brilliant. You've, you've, you've just changed the whole view, the whole perspective. You just completely reconceptualize what fasting is, which is, it's, it's fascinating because you also bring in the spiritual side, which is so important. I mean, just the whole thing on, on ketones is fascinating. You know, I'm 57 and I drink a bulletproof coffee. So there you go. So it's like, you know, that it, it really does, it really does help and it does work. But I'm still just blown away that you drink my coffee. I didn't know that until now. I'm oh, just, yes. it, it's awesome because you've, you've done so much incredible stuff and when I find out that people who are doing really good work in the world have been able to benefit even a little bit from what I do, it, it makes me feel really good. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you for what you do. You, thank you. I, I love it. So you've just thrown, tell, told readers to throw out everything about what fasting is and you've brought in a whole new way of looking at it. And I love that. I love that you actually told them to throw away the rules. So what are some of the bad rules that we need to not do? And you sort of said them. If you can just kind of summarize, I'd love you to summarize what we shouldn't do with fasting and then what we should do. So people really understand this new angle that you're bringing to fasting. Is that a good way of explaining it? Yeah. When you're fasting, decide what you're fasting from. Going without there's a type of fast called eating healthier. It's going without junk food. And you say, I'm going on mm. junk food fast. I'm not eating junk food for the next month and we'll see what happens. Okay, you actually did fast. And, and you went without mm. and you got the benefits. And then you could say, I'm going to fast from carbs. It's called the keto diet. I'm going to fast from animal products. It's called the vegan diet and it will ruin your brain over time. Don't go there. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. <laughs> you do, totally. okay. I was totally. guessing you might because you study the brain. Yeah, totally. Okay. And uh, by the way, I was a raw vegan for a while. It took me a long time to heal my brain from what I did to oh, myself. Oh, gosh. Then, so. uh, yeah, that, that lasted yeah. about a week in my life just as an experiment and realized this is definitely not good. Uh, your sense of self-awareness is greater than mine. <laughs> <laughs> so I just want, and I want people to understand any, any decision to say, I'm not going to do X, it is a type of fast. And usually the reason we do things we think we have to do is because mm -hmm. we think we have to do them. You can also very briefly fast from heat. It's called cold exposure therapy. Take a cold mm. shower. You briefly taught your body, hey, you're not gonna die if you're cold. In fact, you might wanna be able to turn on more energy production on demand. If you do that, you're actually going to become metabolically stronger. The same Perfect. thing with fasting. Okay, body, you're gonna have to go through a time when there's no protein and there's no sugar. What are you gonna do? And the body looks around and goes, I guess I'm going to have to change and I'll get rid of the parts of my cells that are weak and I'll replace them with stronger, younger ones. And, and so the rules are when you're fasting from food, you can have only water if it makes you happy. Yeah. You can also self-flagellate if it makes you happy. You can do whatever you want. Yeah. You can also at least have coffee or tea. You can also exactly. have a little bit of butter and some MCT oil, but never protein, never That's sugar. So Never fake sugar except for stevia or monk fruit are usually safe, but all of the NutraSweets and Splendas, mm. all of those ruin your gut bacteria and they make you fat. If you just do that, suddenly what became a big deal isn't a big deal anymore. And you're like, wait, I saved time, mm. I saved money, and I was less distracted. I can do this intermittent fasting thing by skipping breakfast. Mm. But 
here's one of the reasons I wrote the book, aside from bringing the spirituality back into fasting. Yeah. It's that I've seen what I call the vegan trap, and I fell into it when I was a vegan. For the first six weeks when you go vegan, you say, and by the way, six weeks is a pretty interesting number with, with your research, very right? Yeah, mm-hmm. very. So I'm sitting there, I'm going, okay, I've made this new habit. I've reinforced it every time I eat. I'm, I'm vegan, I'm raw, whatever it is, and I feel better. And you genuinely do. What you're doing is you're replacing the good fats in your cells with bad mm-hmm. fats from plants, because we're not plants. And your mm-hmm. thyroid increases its function. Your body turns up the thermostat saying, here's some energy, go find an animal and eat it already. But you don't do that. And then- <laughs> You you tap out and suddenly you don't feel as good anymore. But you already know that the yeah. vegan diet feels good and it works. So you don't look at that. What else could it be? Mm. Maybe I need to be more vegan. Well, bees touch honey. I won't eat honey anymore. Right? You don't think that oh, bees gosh. also pollinate the plants you eat. Anyway, there's a bit of a logic thing there. But I've done yeah. all this myself. So, you know, I'm only making You've fun of me. You've been laid down. I've got the t-shirt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well said. So that trap is okay, I'm just going to keep being more and more vegan because it didn't work, but you think it works. Yeah. And then you get the keto diet people. And my book, The Bulletproof Diet, was one of the, the early modern books where I talked about the keto diet, but you have to go yeah. in and out, these cycles, these waves that look a lot yeah. like brain waves, right? Yeah. The, the, the cyclical thing is so important. So now they're saying, yeah. well, I know keto works. I'm never eating a carb again. And sure enough, six weeks later, it hits women before it hits men, but it gets them both. Women wake up. And they go, hmm, I didn't sleep well last night. And then a little while later, my cycle doesn't work very well this month. And then, oh, my hair's getting thin. I must be eating too many carbs. I'm eating 15 carbs. I'll cut it to 12 because you already know it works. It's a trap. And for Mm. guys, it takes about two, three, four more weeks before we do it. Same thing. Sleep goes down. You wake up without a kickstand and then your hair gets thinner. Mm. Well, fasting is the same way. If you fast too much, it's called starvation. And it's the mm-hmm. idea you do it, then you don't do it. You don't do it the same way every day. Mm, and there's the variability. Yeah. The variability. And you know that brains don't like rigidity, they like no. variability. And what I did, there's one chapter in there that's specifically for women because I wanted to ask you about that. Yeah, that's ah, really excellent. Thank Please you. Please go ahead, take it off. Yeah. Well, you know, because of your career in academic research, especially at the start of your career, Almost all human research was done on college freshmen. Exactly. And I didn't say fresh women because back (laughs) then it was mostly fresh men and it was mostly white ones. Exactly. And and now we actually have more women than men in college. And so a study that's done today is much more likely to be balanced. But there's way more research about fasting in men than there is fasting in women. So I Mm -hmm. separated out the research on fasting for women and wrote the chapter there. And what it comes down to is epigenetically, faster is a stronger stressor for women than it is for men. Wow. And a hormetic stressor is one that mm-hmm. if it doesn't kill me, makes me stronger, right? Mm-hmm. I wanted to bring that up too. So thank you. You've hit that one. Mm-hmm. Oh, awesome. That said, if you keep doing the thing that makes you stronger over and over, it doesn't make you stronger anymore. If you go to the gym every mm-hmm. single day, you're going to get overtrained and the gym mm-hmm. doesn't work anymore. And then you get sick or you hurt yourself. And Mm -hmm. it's the same with fasting. So what I found for women is that doing one or more of the fasting hacks usually makes fasting way better biologically. But also Mm. you can start out every other day you skip Mm. breakfast and you build up metabolic strength that way. But the most important thing you do is, you know, Saturday morning, have some pancakes with your family. 
and they can be gluten-free and they can be healthy and all that, but have some carbs, have some breakfast during your Mm -hmm. cycle. If you still have your cycle, that's not a time for intermittent fasting. That's Mm -hmm. a time to eat breakfast, but don't have sugary brand muffins, have protein and have fat. Mm, And so good. It, this it is when you can everything. have the protein. This you is when can. you should have. Yeah. Yeah. This and it's not should. a fast because you had the protein, but it was what your body needed because you're in the middle of growing a new lining in your uterus and exactly. that takes extra energy. And if you don't mm-hmm. line this stuff up, it's, it doesn't work very well. Now, as a guy, mm-hmm. I don't have to do that. Yeah. Right. So that said, if I do fasting every single day, it doesn't work as well. And this is that self-kindness thing that, that I think it. is important. And sometimes mm-hmm. you're going to say, all right, I have lots of energy. Maybe I've worked on fixing my metabolism. I want to go deep and understand my motivations. And, and that's when it becomes a spiritual fast. What I'm doing this time as, uh, as an author, and I think you'll resonate with this, is I realize I've written books and then I put them out there and say, read the book, maybe listen yeah. to my podcast, and you'll learn what you need. But a lot of people... They have a textbook, but there's also a teacher. So when people buy Fast This Way and send me their receipt on fastthisway.com, I'm actually teaching people. I'm walking them through this, doing live Q&A and all that stuff every day for two weeks, ending in a one or a two-day spiritual fast, depending on where people want to go, where I'll teach you the meditation and the awareness where you look at the voice in your head screaming at you to eat, and you're like, is it real? And Because you know Mm -hmm. it's not. You had 90 days before you're going to starve. but it sure feels That's the real. spiritual side. That's the yeah. spiritual side, dealing with the whole mind stuff. It is. Because the, the mind is your spiritual part of you. That is uh, definitely my observation. And it's borne out in many different ancient practices around the yeah. world that I've experienced. And, and so just understanding, okay, what's going on in there? It, it's, mm. it's actually kind of the first step of, uh, of what you teach in the neurocycle. Yeah. And it's, it's sitting down, but you got to feel the feelings. Yeah. It's just, if, you, if you're busy, do you really want to feel the feelings with, you know, a kid hanging off each arm, trying to do a Zoom call, you know, trying to order groceries or whatever? No, you actually didn't want to because they weren't going to help you there. They were just an additional stressor. And so this idea, how do I combine being kind to myself with a focused spiritual practice at the right time and place? And the rest of the time, just how do I have my pants fit right? Mm, <laughs> this is so good. I am a big believer in the healing power of CBD. But with so many CBD products out there, it can be hard to know what is the best quality and worth the money. So, after doing extensive research and testing different products, I switched to Ned. They produce the highest quality, full-spectrum CBD extracted from organically grown hemp plants, all sourced from an independent farm in Colorado. Ned is a trusted wellness brand offering science-backed and nature-based solutions that offer an alternative to prescription and over-the-counter drugs. And they do not cut corners, nor spare expense when it comes to CBD production. They use zero isolates or synthetic ingredients and share third-party lab reports for full transparency. Ned's high-quality products can be used as a sleep aid and help with insomnia, an anti-inflammatory, a natural pain reliever, to treat anxiety and PTSD, to treat depression as a rich source of antioxidants, treatment of serious chronic conditions such as epilepsy, Parkinson's, Alzheimer's, and more. If you want to check out Ned and try their CBD for yourself, I have a special offer for you. Go to www.helloned.com forward slash Dr. Leaf or 
enter Dr. Leaf at checkout for 15% of your first one-time order or 20% of your first subscription order plus free shipping. That's H-E-L-L-O-N-E-D dot com slash Dr. Leaf to get 15% of your first one-time order or 20% of your first subscription order plus free shipping. Subscription orders are already discounted 15% off the one-time purchase price. Your discount code will add 5% off for a total of 20% off subscription orders. The link and offer details will be in the show notes. I love everything that you've said. The variability is such an important factor. That spiritual side, I'm so glad you brought that up because as soon as people talk about spiritual, they think, okay, all the religious kind of stuff, all the very extreme. Whereas you are actually bringing another level of spirituality that that really resonates with me and that's get your mind right. You know, why are you doing this? What you yeah. get in touch with. And we, we've spoken before when you interviewed me on your podcast and us saying about how the mind is 90% of what we who we are. It's actually 90 to 99% of who we are. Our biology is 1%. So we don't pay attention to our mind and Dave we've become so focused on the biology that and the biology is important you can't have the biology without the the mind but we've become focused on the one percent we've forgotten about that other 90 to 99 percent you know you I'm hearing you say that that's an extremely important important part so when you're talking about fasting in terms of the spirituality are you talking about diving into understanding our mind is that It is exactly about understanding your mind and fasting creates extra energy from ketone bodies and it also clears out something. What a lot of people don't understand is is that when someone tells you, oh, this food is packed with potassium, therefore you should eat it, that is not science Mm -hmm. because if I gave you a bowl of cyanide that was packed with potassium, you would laugh at me, right? Exactly. Well- You have to look at the inflammatory molecules, the plant defense systems that are in food, and you have to look at what's good in it. And what I didn't know when I was a vegan is that vegan protein almost always comes with something called phytic acid that blocks your body's ability to absorb minerals from the plants. It's frightening. Mm -hmm. They they put it in there because plants don't want animals to eat their babies. Mm -hmm. So they know that if we keep eating it, we will become mineral deficient and there will be less of us. Mm, that's brilliant the whole human condition has been what are the foods we can survive on during a famine and let's eat Mm -hmm. those and what are the foods that are ideal and let's eat those when we can and it turns out that grass-fed or wild-caught animals are a very important part of our diet especially the fat for Mm. our brains because of something called myelin that you know about very very well Mm -hmm. and this is why traditionally they would cut the, the fatty hump off the back of a buffalo mm-hmm. and they would take out the liver and they'd give it to the pregnant women and the kids. So their brains and their hormones could grow and they could grow healthy babies and healthy kids. Mm-hmm. And we've kind of lost that. And then you go and you eat this corn-fed industrial meat and it doesn't work. It doesn't mm-hmm. actually feed the brain. It moves the, the body in the wrong direction. Mm-hmm. So I teach people, okay, you, you've got to eat the right stuff to have healthy cells. And if you're eating foods that are blocking things, well, phytic acid is one thing, but many other foods that we think of as healthy because they have one healthy thing have things that affect your brain negatively. A prime example here is we've all fermented foods good for you, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, is it soy, really? <laughs> it can be, but soy sauce and fish sauce in particular are very high in histamine. 
Mm-hmm. Now, histamine is a neurotransmitter, and yep. you know that. Most people don't mm-hmm. know that. Mm-hmm. But histamine also creates inflammation throughout the body, exactly. especially if you're sensitive to it. So, mm-hmm. like, wait, is it good or bad? Well, if you're fasting, it doesn't matter because you're not eating any plant toxins. And therefore, okay. you get additional clarity, and you can actually peer into your brain without this fog of stuff you were eating that mm-hmm. was messing with you that you didn't even know about. That's brilliant. So the the spiritual fasting is almost like if you do the actual physical fasting in the way that you've been describing, your mind has so much more clarity because yes. that is, and that's what, okay, so because that's really where we want the cognitive clarity to make the good decisions. So that's what I Correct. do with the mind stuff. Now you've got to, but you, you've got to feed your brain. So, I mean, I love the fasting. Fasting is something I've taught for years, but you teach it so much better than I could even begin to teach it Thank because you. you've really, you've really honed in on the important aspect of it. So you are saying with the physical fasting, we can then have a much more effective spiritual fast. And the big part of the spiritual fast is actually getting your mind into a state where you can think with clarity. And from there, you can do the next levels of whatever spiritual, whatever you need to do in your life. Have I heard you correctly? Exactly right. And you're turning down the bad stuff and you're turning up the energy and talk about a way to just part the veil and get rid of the fog. Mm. You've got that clarity. And all of a sudden, oh, I do have this behavior that I really wasn't aware of. Or I do feel this connection to the universe, or I'm ready to forgive whoever I need to forgive, whatever you're working on in your practice. It's just easier when there's less brakes put Interference. On. Yeah. And there's more horsepower in the car. I can go faster. You're like, oh, this is fantastic. That's so good. Less brakes, more horsepower. You can actually then get into the stuff that needs detoxing. So it's kind of like you, you, you're building your brain. You, you're healing your brain. You're opening the windows. Yeah. You're cleaning the windows, whatever you want, whatever analogy when you're doing the fasting. And I love the fact that it's the variability side of it because that's so vital in mental and brain health is variability. It's vital. So I'm so glad you said everything that you've said has been phenomenal. I could talk all day to you. This is just fantastic. People always think of stress as negative. And one of the things that I teach is that you can make stress work for you and not against you because stress is actually very, very good for you. And in fact, when you have the right attitude to stress, you increase your blood flow to your brain and oxygen to your brain. So you can, you know, you function with that clarity you were speaking about a few moments ago. So Fasting actually puts us into good stress, is one of the ways of getting us into good stress. So that's how I understand from fasting, and I understand how to teach people how to do it with their mind. Could you enlighten us more as to why stress is actually good for your body and how fasting can help us with that? Stress is good for your body when your body is ready for stress. And one of the concepts that I introduce in Fast This Way, it, it, it's come about from all the, all the writing, all the work I've done and looking at how the body gets stronger. And I call it slope of the curve stress. And brief periods of intense stress cause the body to change quickly. But if you have an average stress that's just sort of sitting there all the time, it weakens you and you don't recover from it. So it's all about big big burst, big spike. So Acute versus chronic. So sorry to interrupt you, acute versus chronic. Acute versus chronic. But it's not just acute. It should be big and acute. And this Mm. is why, for instance, a new study came out that showed that two 20-second intervals on an exercise bike over seven minutes caused more cardiovascular benefits than 45 minutes of riding on an exercise bike. Wow, that's fantastic. In in two studies, actually. And that's not to say you shouldn't go ride an exercise bike, but to say the body responds to to big changes. Mm. So with fasting, you go without food for a time in the body says, wait, but I'm used to having snacks all the time. I don't have anything. Oh, what am I going to do? Right? And, and that's, that's pretty powerful. And yeah. 
this is good, but if you're on your cycle, which is a, a source of stress, or if you slept poorly last night, or if you're sick, you mm-hmm. might not want to fast. Although, one of the chapters in the book contains something very interesting that's also missing from the world of fasting mm-hmm. books. It's that depending on what you're sick from, fasting could save your life or it could make you much more likely to die. And, and here's the short version of that. There's more in the book. Okay. If you have a viral infection, you should eat and you should eat carbohydrates, but not sugar. Sugar suppresses immunity, but having enough carbohydrates to fuel your immune response is important. But if you have, if you have a bacterial infection, you should fast because your chances of living go way up. And this isn't what they do in hospitals. This is what we should do in hospitals. And I didn't make that up. This is real research. No, this is real research. I've read this chapter and it is, it's fascinating. And I agree with you. Hospitals are the, we have the worst diets. You see a surgeon <laughs> coming out of, out of there and they go to the machine and they're drinking a Coke and the kid, and you see the food being, I mean, it's just, it's, it's insane. So, but that's fascinating. If it's a virus, you fast. If it's, I mean, you eat. If it's a bacteria, you should fast. And people don't know this. I mean, this, this book is phenomenal. It's filled with stuff that you actually just need to know it's life-saving stuff and these and, and the acute what you indicated there with the acute big burst of acute stress is so important because when you're dealing like for example when you do a neurocycle when you do any mind work where you go to therapy or you're dealing with a mind issue you will get an acute burst of stress that's actually good for you yeah, you'll feel yeah. awful maybe but then the after effect is because you've put your brain into that healthy state so can you imagine if people can marry the fasting with the mind and then learn to get that integration going we're going to be so much healthier which is what you talk about we are healthier. And in, the, in terms of spiritual fasting, there's, there's three levels of spiritual states that are sought after in, in Buddhism and Hinduism and actually in every kind of meditation practice yeah. I could find around the world. There's, the first one is empathy, the ability to feel empathy with other people. And our mirror neurons help us do that. Mm-hmm. And in fasting, it actually works against you because everyone who sees you not eating has empathy for you because they think you're starving from their programming. And then they try to put food in your face that yeah. you, you don't want. <laughs> but empathy is an important thing to develop. Yeah. But that means you feel everyone else's pain, which you don't have to do. And the next step of that is compassion, mm. which is where, okay, I see that you're in pain. I don't have to take it in, but I can feel compassion for you and a desire to help. Mm. But the hardest state to reach is called equanimity, which mm. is one where you can fast in the middle of a hurricane where you can see that there are people who are in pain or people who would like help and you can choose to help them or you can say, it's not the right time for me to do that. And you can do it without causing yourself harm or pain, mm-hmm. right? So, so you're able so to show good. up as yourself in any situation without being pulled around, without being reactive. And I believe that fasting as a spiritual practice helps us get there because it helps mm-hmm. us to erase those beliefs the things that that NeuroCycle works on, I am going to starve if I skip lunch. You're not. (laughs) You're definitely not going to. That's so brilliant because one of the things that I teach as well is that you can actually be proactive in building resilience into your brain. So you can almost like, we can't predict what's going to happen trauma-wise or circumstance and events, but we can train ourselves to be responders. So you can literally build neurocycles into your brain that are help you to be proactive in. And so when you hit a crisis, hits you, you draw on that wiring that you put into your brain. So you can literally 
pre-plan. You can pre-build general neurocycle ways of thinking. And if I'm thinking, that's what you're doing with the fasting as well, because the yeah. fasting enables the brain to be in that very clean state that it can actually access the, the neural pathways that will help you have wisdom in the situation because we want wisdom to respond. Reaction doesn't bring wisdom, but response brings, responding brings wisdom. And and the, the, the fasting accelerates that. I, I just that was just the thought that was going through my head as you were explaining that. I thought that, that blend is, is, is I, excellent. You nailed it. I mean, we're, we're in full agreement there. And after more than 10 years of practicing fasting, I, I think it makes you a better person if you do mm. the spiritual work. But if you always fast in the way that's most painful and difficult, it'll actually create chronic stress in your life. I love what you just said. It'll work against you. You've actually, that's so good. You've set people free because people yeah. think fasting, they, they, that it's, it's got to be painful and traumatic and hard and, and rigid and yeah. And rigid and, and yeah, that's not what it is. You bought a whole new pick. This book, everyone has to get this book. It's just, it's fantastic. Okay. Last question. What is your favorite go to meal when you've come off a fast? So you're on a 50 hour fast at the moment. What is your plan for, like, when are you coming off it and what would you eat? What would you recommend? Well, a lot of people recommend some kind of weird green juice. That is not advisable. Green juice is hard on the gut, believe mm -hmm. it or not, especially mm -hmm. if it has oh, kale yeah. or chard or spinach. So don't do Oof. that. What I am going to do is I'm going to nourish myself. I live on a small organic permaculture farm that's building soil. I am going to eat one of our sheep. <laughs> so You're going to have a roast lamb for dinner. I'm going to have a rack of lamb when I come off, off my fast. And it's going to be nourishing and full of all sorts of fat-based nutrients or fat-soluble nutrients. Amazing and some good protein. And I'll probably have some rice with it too, because I'm going to have some carbs. I don't have to be keto all the time. That's amazing. And would you, what greens would you eat? Because I know people are thinking in their mind now, what would you, would you eat greens then or I would, not? I would not absolutely eat some vegetables. I would say broccoli. I love okay. fennel. I might do a salad, but I will not have baby spinach. I will not have baby kale. Those are uh -huh. not good for your kidneys. They're not good for your joints. They're full of one of the plant-based toxins that makes you hungry. Wow. You just set people free from kale when people think kale, kale juice. I remember Dave also getting on that, that whole thing with having the juices and thought, I can't do this. It, just, it, it makes me feel terrible. you know. Yeah. So I stopped that very quickly as well. I mean, so yeah, it so is, I agree with you. It is possible to have a healthy juice, but you have to be very careful about what you put in it. Right, and you can mm. have turmeric and lemon and ginger and things You've like that. You've got to balance it, yeah. Yeah, You've but most juices are either sugar or kale, and you don't want either one. Exactly, and so many people go and they say, I'm a detox, and they're drinking juice after juice. Meanwhile, what they needed to do was a variable fast. Exactly. So, Dave, this has been incredible. I could talk to you for hours and hours. Hopefully, we can do this again. I'd love to have you back on the podcast again sometime. It's just been fascinating. You're brilliant. Thank you for again for what you've brought to the world of wellness. You're helping us to reverse the terrible trend that there is that they picked up between in between 1990 and 2014, and it's going on where people are dying younger up to up to 10 to 20 years younger from preventable lifestyle diseases. So you bring in a whole lot of education to people through your books, your podcasts and everything to help reverse this trend. So I want to thank you for that and for taking the time to share. And where can people get hold of you? Thank you, Caroline. People can get hold of me at fastthisway.com. My podcast is Bulletproof Radio and you've just been a guest. And I think everyone who endorsed your book has also been a guest on the show, oh, uh, which wow, was awesome. Oh, wow, that's incredible. And I just, incredible. I appreciate your work in the world. It's an honor to be on your show. It's an honor to know that you've used some of my stuff. And I would just ask you, keep doing what you're doing because you're helping a lot of people. And I, I just appreciate you on so many different levels. Well, thank you. And it's, it's, totally, it's totally mutual, the feeling. So thank you so much. And thank you for joining me. It's just amazing. Thank you. 
I hope you found today's podcast interesting and helpful. If you want more tips and help with managing anxiety, depression, and mental health, be sure to visit my website at drleaf.com and to sign up for my weekly newsletter where I also include a schedule of my speaking events and so much more. And follow me on social media. I'm on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Just look for Dr. Caroline Leith. Also, I love seeing all your posts on social media about this podcast. I love seeing what resonates with you and what you've learned. So be sure to continue posting and tagging me and letting me know what you think and how these tips worked out for you. And don't forget, leave a review and keep spreading the word about this podcast. Thank you for joining me today. I really hope you learned something new and helpful. Till then, I'm Dr. Caroline Leaf. This podcast represents the opinions of myself and my guests. The content here should not be taken as medical advice. The content here is for educational and informational purposes only. Please consult your healthcare professional for any individual medical questions you may have. While we make every effort to ensure that the information we are sharing is accurate, we welcome any comments, suggestions or corrections of errors.